All right. Hello. It's so great to be here for another Reading Bonanza special. Today, we're going to be featuring Jamie McGee and Carissa Dolphin, two amazing astrologers who happen to also work on our Astrologer Connect platform. Just in case you haven't heard, April is Reading Bonanza Month here at Astrology Hub in celebration of the grand opening of our new reading platform, Astrologer Connect. We are coming on and doing live readings. So at least once a, once a week, we're going to be on with different pairings of astrologers and you in the audience have an opportunity to ask a question that you would like an astrologer to give you some feedback on. Today, we're going to be focusing on the realm of the heart. So relationships, interpersonal dynamics, any questions you have about relationships in your life are totally fair game. We're also going to be focusing on your unique capabilities, your superpowers, the thing that makes you unique that you could really capitalize on in your life if you embrace it fully. So we're going to be doing those two things here today. Jamie and Clarissa, welcome. It's so great to have you. This is going to be so much fun. Okay, so we have a question here from Annie. Annie in Arizona. Annie, where in Arizona? I'm curious. Okay. And Annie is a Capricorn Sun, Leo Moon, Scorpio Rising. What is Annie's superpower? Can you tell from Capricorn Sun, Leo Moon, Scorpio Rising? All right. So Capricorn Sun, Leo Moon, Scorpio Rising. I feel like we would get along really well. But a, a Leo, <laughs> that Leo Moon of yours, like the moon is the sign of, of your big three that you know very intimately and very well. Like it is like it is like. It's something that is very natural. It's instinctual that you, it happens, a reaction that you have before you know that you're having that reaction. And Leo has a bit of a crown and creativity. And there's a lot of fire and uh, passion when it comes to your emotions and how you approach the world. Often the room that you're in will sort of look like how you feel. So kind of if you're feeling down, you know, cheer up your room a little bit. Uh, you're very protective of those that you love and you your emotions are very fixed. When you let someone into your inner circle, it is going to it takes a lot to get into the trust circle and you really don't want them out once once they leave. And your Scorpio rising kind of plays out into that because it's also a fixed sign. And in this Scorpio rising is what you're rising to become, what you're trying to understand, which is the more Scorpionic ways that kind of goes into the depths and the mystery and you know, not afraid to look at the shadows and understand that there's multivalent layers of everything and everyone. And a Scorpio rising will also be a little bit particular about that inner circle and who they bring into their circle. Capricorn sun. Now, Capricorns are very structured, systematic leaders. They're very protective of those that they have around them. Like, a, like imagine like an angel kind of wrapping their wings around everything that they deem important. They're really focused on legacy. And how that they can provide for the next step. Now, and sometimes that Capricorn seeing that high level mountaintop view could make you feel a little isolated. But I love how you have these two fixed placements and this cardinal sun. And cardinal means that it's like initiating, you take action. So you're ready to go in a new direction, but you're also very grounded in how you do that. So if you had to sum up Annie's superpower, oh, what would you way around that? I just think that she's very, uh, the last part of it, I think that it's amazing that she has a very fixed, passionate depth that is also initiating. Mm. She's able to initiate and take off into a new direction and support her legacy, but she has passion and a very balanced, grounded depth to how she does it. So she could be in it for the long haul. Like if she starts oh, yeah. Yeah. something from her passion, it's the kind of thing that she would be able to stay with for a long time. And then it's the kind of thing that could become a legacy for her. Yeah, I would want her in my corner for sure. Because it, yeah. it's going to be not short term at all. It'll be yeah. a long term fashion. do you want to add anything to that? No, I think Jamie just summed it up beautifully. I'm totally on that vibe. Yeah. Okay, so we have a question from Susan. Susan is wondering why getting married feels daunting. Should I ever? Should I ever get married? So then Susan also says, because I'm such a warrior and independent to a fault. So should I ever get married? 
I'd like to take on some of that question, Susan. I want to acknowledge that we're having like a super fun, like speed reading here. So I just, I, I want to offer what I can on your extremely important question. So one thing I want to call attention to is your seven term on it. So the seven harmonic is the type of energy. It's focused discipline, but it's also like, it's also your internal self, your private self, how you relate to others and, and your commitment to others. So this is very like, it's commitment to anything, but it's commitment to you first. So in your seven harmonic, you've got a moon, Venus, Uranus, and a moon, Uranus, Pluto. So basically... That requires personal freedom to move around, to express, to just be yourself. So part of the reason why marriage might be daunting is because other people cramp your style when they're all okay, period. Like it's really that simple. We've also, you also have a Mercury, Venus, Saturn, Uranus here. And with that, I think people, especially the intimate partners that actually share your space, they have the ability to adapt to new concepts and switch it up. Part of the reason why marriage might be daunting for you is because people get stuck and they just want the same old story to unfold, the same old thing. And for you, it's like, now we need to remit. So it just gets too stuck. So that's what I have to offer at this point. I can probably jump in and talk about your chart like all day long. So thank you. Can I have a question for Susan? If Susan was able to find a partner that didn't necessarily buy into the the idea that you get married and then you stagnate. And like if she, if Susan could oh. find someone that also also values space and independence, like maybe they don't even have to live together. Like all yep. those ideas that like this is what marriage means maybe it could work for her. But also maybe Susan doesn't ever actually have to get married in order to have a really meaningful partnership or, or relationship, right? I would completely agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think I like the, the comment that's on here about how she almost got married to a Pisces with the same Leo rising and moon and Sagittarius. So Pisces is opposite of all of your beautiful Virgo planets. And so it did feel a little bit like you're in opposition or in a tug of war. And having that same Leo rising, you may have felt like you had a lot in common with this person just because you had the same view of the horizon with them. But I think you're, there was too much probably opposition with that relationship. But I agree with everything Clarissa said. Your fifth house in your natal chart is ruled by is Sagittarius. You have a Sagittarius moon that speaks to freedom and exploring and wisdom. And a lot of your chart kind of comes right back into if we were to follow like where the energies are flowing, it comes right back into that Virgo energy, which brings in that worrying, critical, you know, should I do this? And the way I love about my the Virgos is that you literally see heaven, you can see it in your mind's eye, and you try to bring that down into the reality that you're stuck in. So that's why you kind of get the reputation of like, you know, kind of seeing the details. But it's almost you really do. I think that you respect freedom and you need someone who respects it for you. That may not mean traditional. And I think like looking at Juno, where it is in your chart is um, in Scorpio. And that still kind of goes right back to the Mercury thing. But I do think you need a little bit of a mystery and that that space of feeling if you were to commit to someone, you would have to feel it at a soul deep level. Like you would have to get past the reality that you were in to really kind of feel it. And it would be something where. The thing about Sagittarius, especially Sagittarius moons, is they need to know that they can go off and explore in every way they want to and then have a safe haven to come back to at the same time. So it, it's it's a little bit of both, but I don't think that you would need to worry about fitting into anything conventional, it's, especially with the Leo rising. You're born to stand out. So, Oh, my God. And I just want to hop in real quick to Jamie's point from a harmonic perspective. One of your highest harmonics is the 13th harmonic, which is singularity. And me and Amanda were talking about that with the astrology of next week. The 13th harmonic does not conform at all to anybody's rules. The Biden's rules, it's your personal rule. You write it. In fact, it would be anathema to your existence 
to actually ascribe to, I, you know, whatever kind of list of cookie cutter kind of things that society posits, like, i.e. marriage, no offense, grow up, get married, have kids, et cetera. That's definitely not you just for the 13 alone. And especially with the planets in your 13 per month. I mean, it's, it's all about kind of what Jamie was saying too, this exploration of the magical, the spectacular, being re really driven by, you know, uh, magical options that live and exist in the world and being kind of motivated to and inspired to chase those. If people can't catch up with you or keep up with you as you're kind of in this, you know, beautiful world, then, you know, yeah. That the guy that she was going to get married to wasn't into astrology or anything woo-woo. And so she, she felt like she was holding back a big part of herself. So Susan, I, this also seems to me tied into your superpower. Like your superpower is is not following the script no. and actually creating something totally new that works for you, that serves you. And maybe you can serve as an example for other people who also don't feel like they're cut out for the traditional thing, but kind of just need that permission to do something totally different. So really cool. Okay, we're going to do another relationship one, and then we're going to move on to a superpower question. Okay, Renata says, Ruben, so Renata's asking for Ruben. Ruben would like to know his relationship superpower. His birthday is April 1st, 1974. 5.25 p.m. in Clear Lake, California. Okay, so while you're pulling that up, I will let everybody know what's happening this month. We are having our reading Bonanza Month. This is the grand opening of Astrologer Connect, which is our new reading platform where you can access astrologers like Jamie and Clarissa so easily. You also this month only can get 20% off your reading with either one of them and or the 13 other amazing astrologers we have on the platform. You also can get 10 minutes free on an instant reading. So instant readings are when you go to astrologyhub.com slash connect. You go and you see if there's an astrologer live in that moment. You can click a button and connect with that astrologer right away. Right now, we have Taylor Schuler on instant readings right now. And during the Bonanza month, you get 10 minutes free. So you get your first 10 minutes free and then you can stay on with Taylor as long as you want, but you get that first 10 minutes free, which as you can see from this, you can get a lot of information in 10 minutes. And so check that out. Taylor's on instance right now. If you want to book a reading for the future, you can get 20% off it, it, any reading that you book during April. You don't need to have the reading in April. You just need to book it in April. And that's at astrologyhub.com slash connect. The code for that is April 20. So that's your discount code that you're going to use when you check out to take advantage of that offer. Okay, so let's go to Ruben. What is Ruben's relationship superpower? Well, I got a few just off the bat. So one thing, you've got a Jupiter conjunct Mercury Venus midpoint that's really powerful. So just right off the bat, Ruben, you have the ability to verbalize and encapsulate things that people don't even know how to verbalize themselves. And like really be able to impart that. And also their features. So for example, if anybody has like a problem that they just cannot speak clearly, doesn't matter how advanced they are in trying to, you know, look into it or et cetera, you just get the whole perspective. It's like, I mean, it's like, look, Raven, like I was just trying to go to the grocery store and you just gave me my entire life in like five seconds. That's one of the many. I'd love to pass it on to Jamie while I keep looking for more. Yeah, I think that I completely agree with what you're saying there. And I also think like I was my follow up question. Is it this romantic relationships or is this like one to one relationships? Because I think what Clarissa spoke to would be like your relationship with just about anyone. You have a, a way of helping people see who they are. Like with that, you have a, a seventh house in Pisces with what she was talking about. So that really, and Jupiter's in Pisces. This is a very empowering, a lot of relationships, but you are able to feel into them all and understand like how we're connected. But when it comes to your romantic relationships, I do think you almost have this Capricorn, you know, mentality or this outlook to it, which is very structured and a, a little bit um, 
it's kind of a good offset to being completely immersed. It's like with your partner, you have the healthy boundaries where you're able to be who they are and who they need to be when it comes to romantic relationships. I do think there's still a little bit of your superpower is being able to see other people who they are and to build healthy foundations and things that are built to last. I think it's because you can see underneath the veil, you're able to pull things together and know what you what you want. Um, and I think it's also interesting you have a Venus that in Aquarius that sometimes that can feel a little bit detached when it comes to your heart. And that could be just because you're able to see everyone else. You kind of hold your heart back a little bit before you commit to other people or maybe Maybe you fall completely in and there's a warning or something that takes you off guard and you, you pull all the way back. I think you have a bit of a harmony there that you're trying to work out as you move through your life. But that Leo moon just says that you have a lot of, a lot of passion for what you're doing, for who you love, who you bring in. Ruben was cheering at one point and would love to know if this resonates with Ruben. It's, it's super, super fun for us to get your feedback too as we're doing the, the readings. Okay, let's go to Abby, Inner Circle member. Abby wants to know, and before we do this, well, okay, harmonic, please. Abby gave birth information. What superpower is supporting me in this phase of life? Abby was born in 1959. So mm-hmm. what superpower is supporting me in this phase of life? We have the birth information. Up, but we also have people asking, what is harmonic astrology? Mm-hmm. So Clarissa, I know you're looking at the chart, but if you could yeah. give brief overview of what harmonic astrology is. I think that would be helpful. Sure. Okay. I can hyper nerd like psycho for days on this. So I'm going to try to make this succinct, especially while I'm looking at charts as well. So basically every astrologer already uses harmonics. Harmonics are aspects in the chart, period. The concept with harmonic astrology is that like the needle chart that we're are automatically using, you can stand at any point because the earth is, is, the, is the circle in the middle. You can stand at any point on that chart as if you were standing on earth and look up and interact with the sky around you. Harmonic astrology and the aspects goes into the chart like a quantum portal and, and, and goes into the chart. The, the idea is that the chart is infinite. It's created from infinite energy, not just a topographical map from earth to space line, that it's actually a vortex to other dimensions and every aspect and, and her, which is a harmonic, are different dimensions of reality that create our reality. One of the things I love that Clarissa said on the weekly weather that you'll see next week is that it's, it's, it's basically helping us understand the energetic vibration that is the underpinning of the chart. So it's like you can look at the aspects and that's almost like what we're living in the third dimension. Some of the like more typical aspects. But when you look at the harmonics, it's almost like the energetic frequency that then creates form in the third dimension. Yes? Exactly. That just gave me body chills. Yes. Okay. So cool. All right. So uh, what superpower is supporting Abby in this next phase of life? Okay, so first of all, I want to just get clarification, Abby, in terms of what you mean by phase of life, just really quickly, because what you're asking for is also includes forecasting, not just like regular, you know, natal chart, like the other questions that Jamie and I have been responding to today. What I can do, actually, which is interesting because this is kind of big coming up in the astrolog- Astrologer Connect posse today. What I can do is I can look at your solar return really quickly for the, the last solar return from last year and then just ne- next year. That'll answer your question, I think, kind of pretty fairly quickly. And we can still uh, use harmonic astrology to analyze that. All right. So your top harmonic is 186 harmonic. That's 31 times three times two. So 31 is universal mystery. And it is the type of energy that does not accept or even deal with binary categories. Like this is black and this is white. Like the 31st harmonic already accepts and knows that most of the universe is gray area and is made up of you know, of, of things that are, are all things in what they're like hybrid type of things, right? And so for that, in terms of like this phase for this year, I would 
and you're coming back from homelessness. Okay. So this is really a sensitive year. And I would really like to, you know, have you equipped even with our few minutes together with some, some real information in terms of, you know, this phase of life. First of all, I don't want to say congratulations to diminish what you're experiencing, but I just got to say, I'm happy that you're recovering from homelessness and that is in your past. And now we're in like a new phase. That's amazing. So let's celebrate that. I am pulling up your 186 on your solar return and also your 20 to kind of give you even more details about this. So for you, Abby, wow, this is really simple and thank God. Okay. So for you, Abby, one thing that'll help you in this next phase of life is actually straight up energy healing, some type of music, dance, straight up frequency that'll help allay any type of you know, maybe anxiety, I'm not suggesting that you have that, but it's basically long story short, the astrology is suggesting that your next phase of life, you kind of reprogram your energy, if that's even possible to, to actually, you know, let me put it to, to you in a different way. Have you ever, and anybody out there, have you guys ever experienced a period, a traumatic period or something? And something, and you're now in a totally new period in dawn, but that's just the energy of that. It just keeps creeping, et cetera, et cetera. I guarantee you, Abby, that in this forecasting year, in this solar return year, you have access to really, really managing that energy and transforming it and being present now and actually having fun. And actually being able to, you know, go with the flow. Like life isn't coming at you anymore. I promise you. So that's what I can say now. Uh, and thank you. Oh, that's great. So Abby doesn't have to like brace herself for the next like trauma. Like she's actually in a different place in her life. And she can actually start to relax into that and soften into that and get excited about what's coming next. All right. Good. Okay. <laughs> Next question is, and Abby, let us know if that resonates and if that's helpful. All right, Lelina, I'm going to butcher this, Joyanova, uh, says, I have been single for nine years. I had three exact Neptune-Venus conjunctions and still haven't fallen in love. Is there a committed relationship on the horizon? So we have sun, moon, and rising here. We have Aquarius sun, Leo moon, Leo rising. Venus in Pisces. So Jamie, I'm going to pass that one to you. All right. So um, when I think of, when I hear nine years or when I hear numbers, I always start to think about patterns in astrology. So I'm wondering if this is like a, a karmic reversal, like uh, the, the nodes, because nine years ago, the nodes are in the opposite place of where they are before. So I'm curious about how that relationship would have ended or began for you and like what we learned from it. I don't think I would necessarily look for exact Neptune and Venus conjunctions in particularly any chart. I know that sounds very romantic and magical, but with just your Aquarius sun alone, I think you need like a higher vision of a romance. Like you don't want to get kind of lost into the ocean of it. You need the, you need that freedom to be here and there. The Leo moon and the Leo rising over the last year and a half, you've been really, um, been hit angularly, like by a square, by these eclipses that we've been experiencing. And that's a little uncomfortable for that fixed, you know, emotion of like, this is who I am and this is where I'm going. But these, these placements, the eclipses that we've been having and where Uranus, which is the planet of breakthrough and change, the impossible becoming possible is all activating you right now. So I think if you were to look for love and to say that it would be on the horizon, I'm going to tell you that it's just outside of your comfort zone. And um, you're going to have to kind of lean in that direction. Now, as an Aquarius sun, I'm curious where, what degree that might be, because we know that um, Pluto is opening the front door to your sun sign. He's just kind of hanging out there waving and he will, he's kind of looking around at everything that he can do in your life and he'll leave and he'll come back in the beginning of January. But when he comes back, he's going to really help you see where you um, surrender power and where you hold power and how you balance it. 
And that's all important when it comes to relationships. But if we were to see your time of birth and your chart, we could really kind of um, look at some patterns and, you know, what you're attracted to. But one of the most important things about a relationship is, you know, sometimes the reason we don't find our partners is because maybe we have work to do, or it could be that our work is done and our partner's still doing their work and it, they have to catch up with us a little bit. But being the most authentic Aquarius and original Leo I, is my recommendation for that. And um, on a high note, Venus will be in Leo for like four months this year. So really look out for June, July, and August. So it'll be a little bit of revision, but I think that creativity and love and passion and fire is going to be there for you in the summer. For sure. Ooh. So you have some homework, Melina, between now and the <laughs> summer. And uh, it looks like there's some exciting things. Please like report back to us. We'll love to hear how things. I know the astrologers on our platform love to get feedback and they often do. You know, some people will email them months later or weeks later and say, hey, you know what you told me actually ended up happening. Thank you. Because often it's just permission. Like we need there could be key information we need, plus permission to really go in the direction that feels right. And so when a perfect stranger looks at the chart and confirms what feels right, then it's like, oh, God, I knew that. Okay, I'm going to now I can really like I was thinking of it as like double down on my effort in that direction because because it's written in my chart and somebody else can actually see that. And there's something so um confidence building about that right i see you head carissa yeah i got body chills because exactly i mean it just confirms your existence in a way that can't even be verbalized it's just so beautiful to be seen like that especially from strangers who are literally just looking at your astrology chart i mean it really does give you i i'm not going to speak for myself like Kind of like impetus to live and be in a way that, you know, no other thing does, period. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Megan Marie says, I want to know what my highest harmonic is. 4.30.91. And it's 3.01 p.m. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Wow. Okay. Your highest harmonic period is 29th harmonic? 29th harmonic is they all of these are energy processes, but they have nuance. 29th harmonic is the um, energetic process of adopting other perspectives for good use, for wholeness, and even healing from cultures outside of your comfort zone, outside of what you were raised with. Um, so it's it's very like exploratory and accepting, but it also uh, uses these kind of tools and this wisdom and this information to apply, you know, in your actual life. Your second highest harmonic is the 31st harmonic. So actually, I'm just just from the numbers alone, not even the planets, Megan, I already know that you're very open minded person, period. Like and and that you're likely to be enlightening to a lot of people and and really accepting so that's the answer to your question okay fantastic megan let us know if that resonates sarah has the same birthday as mine a, a very different year but so sarah is january 19th i'm also that sarah but 1978 sarah is 1990 the sun jupiter conjunction today is exactly on my dc and both eclipses hit my chart exactly. Any insight or wisdom to share, positive or negative? Okay, so when both of the eclipses, when I'm, I'm assuming when you say both the eclipses that are hitting your chart, you're talking about the one on April 20th and the one on May 4th. So yeah. they're on your DC, so you have a Libra rising. So both when you talk about both eclipses, I'm wondering if you're talking about the Aries eclipse, which would be your seventh house. And then if you're talking about the one in Scorpio, which would be more of your eighth house. Or if you mean something differently than that. I don't know if you could give us some information about that. Carissa, did you put the chart in yet? I see what you're saying, Sarah. Like, especially the October 14th eclipse. That's like right on your your ascendant deep like within like two, two or something minute orbs. I think with that kind of stuff, it, it's actually pretty, I don't think eclipses are ever simple. But like when you have like access stuff, like one in seven, 
that's literally you, your faith, and other people. And other people with equal amounts of power as you, though. Not like just like regular associations or whatever. So And like the eclipses with that, like, are going to change the game on that. So lots of new committed partnerships. The way that you express yourself a committed partnership is going to transform um, your life. And I let me just stop now and kind of hand it off to Jamie because I'm going to pull up, I'm going to make a composite and pull up harmonics and be like crazy dorky about this. So Sarah, with the, with the eclipses, and I know you're a little, you're, you're very young, but th- th- it's always good to kind of notice the pattern and the last time that you maybe have experienced this energy, because like Clarissa said, anytime you have something that hits an angle, your first house or seventh house, you're, that's really like a public place. You're going to feel this in all the different spaces. And it does seem like with these, you're, you're being asked to maybe let go of a past brand or an identity that you're carrying and move more towards like a partnership that's more balanced and harmony. And that could be both one-to-one because the eclipse is in your seventh house, but it's also in trying with your 11th, which is your community and your no- and like people, your dreams and your third, like what you do every day. And I think with the conjunction that we just had, it's almost like an entire box of matches has been lit at one time. And you have all these ideas and all these connections. And, you know, what do I do with this to go forward? And I would really kind of pay attention to the ones that you feel like that 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 match that you can pick up and light the candle that's going to last you 12 years, because that's how long this idea should last. And when Jupiter moves into um when Jupiter moves into Taurus like next month, that's when you're going to really kind of ground into a deeper intimacy, like a, a letting go and a reaching and merging with other people. So I, th- I think I would kind of note that, but eclipses are very, I know that sometimes they seem really scary, but in hindsight, they really are a gift. Like they're going to allow you to align you with the purpose that you are, you feel connected to. And you've honestly already kind of been through a massive transformation. And I think with all this Capricorn energy that you have and like thinking about 2020 and 21 and even going into that, you're probably like, no more, please. Like, I don't want to know where the next catastrophe is or anything, but really this is like a promotion, an elevation, like you're moving into something and probably learning to trust the adventure of partnerships, which is a little peculiar to say, because it's, two people, one people all at the same time. That's so fire. Like I laugh like that because from harmonic, there's a similar perspective to, to what Jamie just said. Like, so let's talk about the eclipse that is straight up on your ACDC. So that's going to be the October 14th one. So that one, you have the nice harmonic lit up. You also have 17 and 11. So first of all, let's just talk quickly about the 17 and 11 parts. 17 and 11, that's kind of like, I I just see a surge of people coming in. Exciting, just moving. Like if you've been feeling um, like, oh my God, everything's so boring and prosaic. I don't have anybody to talk to. You're about to be moving, Sarah. Like, and really exciting people. There's like a lot of kind of Lilith in your harmonics and urinals and 11th harmonics. So this is cutting edge. This is like Sarah on the cutting edge of all relationships and just this is like fire this is excitement so that's that and then also when your ninth harmonic is also lit up ninth harmonic is community and healing that process of just connection so to kind of jamie's point in the harmonic like even from the the acdc you know the quality that i think the the harmonics are speaking a lot to like the quality of your relationships because you even have uranus pluto in your ninth harmonic and so basically, long story short, like your relationships are about to get really exciting. You're about to contribute to the world on this extremely grand scale. You're, I just basically, I, you know, if you have downtime now before this eclipse cycle, I would take it. Just be a loner for as long as you can. If, if that's how you want to roll, because you're not about to be for a while. <laughs> like. Yeah, I think you probably she's probably going to start feeling this like if not now, but really soon, just even with the eclipse on May 4th, 5th, depending on where you are, because that's going to square your nodes. That's going to really ask you to release the past and kind of really connect with what matters to you. And it might be that you need to 
purge a community to find a new community. Like all these people that she's talking about coming in, they need room to come in. So I don't, if you see people leaving, they're leaving to make room for them. So it's, it's a little wow. bit of a mix, but you're very activated right now for just a whole new world. And, um, you know, topics of your values, what's important to you. And yeah, she's been purging. Good. All right. Yeah, you're, that means you're in sync. Good job, Sarah. All right. You're doing what you're supposed to do. New faces are around the corner. I'm excited for Sarah. It's like, woo, it's going to be fun. Okay. From DH, superpower for my super dad, Charlie. I think this is adorable that D mm. is asking for her dad, Charlie, uh, for upcoming life transition. So what is Charlie's superpower for this next phase of his life? His birthday is 321.56 at 6 p.m in Newport News, Virginia. And for those of you who are tuning in, first of all, thanks for being here. It's super fun to do this with you. We've been wanting to do a show like this for a very, very long time. And we finally just said, let's just do it and see how it goes. And we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as we do it. So I hope that you're enjoying it. We're going to be doing live readings with two pairings of two astrologers for every week, once a week in April. And that is because we're celebrating the grand opening of Astrologer Connect, our new reading platform where you can find and book readings or have instant readings with astrologers like Jamie and Clarissa so easily and so powerfully anytime you want. You can go to astrologyhub.com slash connect and check out the new platform. This month, if you book a reading, you get 20% off your reading or you get 10 minutes free if you want to do an instant reading. So go check it out. The code to take advantage of the discount is April 20. And uh, we have 15 amazing astrologers working on the platform. We do not just take any astrologer. They are vetted. They are at Astrology Hub standards. You're going to have a great reading. That was the key for us. Not all astrology readings are equal. And we want to make sure that you have a great experience. So who we partner with is of utmost importance and we're partnering with the best and they're available for you now. So go check that out. Um, also, Clarissa is the only astrologer on the platform that does harmonics. She's also the only astrologer on the platform that does readings in Spanish right now. So okay. if you would like to have your reading in Spanish um, or if you know somebody else in your life who would prefer a reading in Spanish, Clarissa is our go-to astrologer for that for now. Someday I see a whole Spanish-speaking division of Astrologer Connect. But for now, we have Clarissa. She's leading the way, charging, charging forward. All right. So any information for Dee about her dad, Charlie? Well, so in terms of VA, like when we're talking about life babies, we're really going to have to use the outer planet to kind of see what's going on um, consistently on harmonics. Charlie already had his second Saturn return in 2015. So that's long gone in terms of a life phase. One thing that I can see that actually Jamie, like we both can see this right now. Like if you look up, if you look at the Bible, it's just, you see Charlie has Pluto. It, it's now in his fifth house. In, in a very short time, Neptune's about to be in his seventh. I see straight up fun, partnership, romance, and divine time. Like as part of his life space, very, very shortly. So because his, his um, house test, I use equal houses as well. And I'm sorry if I sound like too techy or, or you know, something like that. But it's like, Basically, I'm just looking at just general outer planet phases. I love to hear Jamie's brilliant perspective as well. It's like we came out of some type of solemn phase, like lots of perhaps health, serious stuff, hair, and you know, family, just like stuff that you must expunge just deep, right? Into straight up fun. And like straight up visionary and like the liberty to do that. Actually, it, it kind of reminds me of Adam. No, it's like now we're just kind of, we can just vibe now. Like the heaviness is over. So that's all I have to say um, for that. All right. I love that. I, I could definitely see that too. Um, 
I think one of the first things I would ask if, if he was, if I was doing a reading with them is just to double check the, the time because it was exact at 6 p.m. It kind of makes me nervous because like I don't read a lot of people. And I would ask that too because his moon is exactly zero Leo. So if he was born a few minutes before or after, that could probably um, change his moon, which could change his approach to anything. But overall, I just feel like this is a very fiery, passionate man who has a lot of, I mean, he, he's really like a, a protector and a nurturer, but there's a lot of fun fire that's happening and that, that has been happening. And I can see that what Clarissa is saying, he's, there was a lot of, there may have been a lot of um, restrictions or stressors in, our, in the day-to-day routine, something that may have impacted health and wealth. And you're easing off of that. And that's kind of that. It's almost like you're graduating from it, but then now Saturn is moving into this new sector and um, we're definitely old enough. Um, I love it when I have clients that can remember the patterns, but I would think back to 93 to 96 to kind of big patterns that you had in your life because this is angular. Like think about who you partnered with, your reputation and your mind, body, all of the, all the areas. This is a good time for you to master those high level themes because you learned them and now it's about celebrating how far you've come and what do you want to do next and i feel like this could have something to do a lot with um a little bit of spirituality letting loose like like carissa said kind of connecting with something that's bigger than you or feels bigger than you and sometimes i think that's probably a challenge for you anyway with a virgo rising because you are like you know you do the details you have fun but this is going to you're entering a phase that's going to ask you to sort of kind of surrender, you know, who you are and not not who you are, but surrender into surrender into the possibilities of what can come next. But it's definitely a time to to appreciate everything that you have mastered. That would be my superpower and have fun appreciating family and all the fun stuff that you've been doing in that avenue. I wish we had some feedback from him, but I think that he's going to be really focused on his legacy, too, as he moves into the next year and a half or so, like what he's leaving, what he's building. And that kind of plays into the mastery and empowering um, the the wealth of his um, impact and everything that he brought to this world, which seems like it was very remarkable and spiritual in so many different ways. Very wise man, too. Learning, learning wisdom. Big home. I wonder if he lives on a farm. Lori's asking if we can just get the free 10 minutes. And Lori, the answer is technically yes. So if you go to astrologyapp.com slash connect and you scroll down to where you can see the astrologers, if you see one that is available for instance right now, so you'll see a green light or and it'll say available or so I, I need to get the exact wording, but you'll, it's, it's obvious. You can click on that, initiate a call or a, ch- or a chat you can actually text chat with them too. And if you get your question answered in 10 minutes, then you just got a free reading. If you need additional time, then after the first 10 minutes, it will go into the per minute rate that that astrologer has. So that varies per astrologer, but you can check that out. And yeah, you could technically get to 10 minutes free if you are speedy and get your question answered and you're out the door in 10 minutes. And that, again, is just for this month of April, though. That is not normal. Normally, it's like, I think, the first two minutes free while the astrologer is kind of getting your chart up and getting sorted for you. And I love that Sarah says, thank you. I'm feeling optimistic now rather than terrified. So, great, Sarah. I mean, that's that things, too, that an astrology reading can do is really just we build things up in our minds, right? Like, we build up these different things that are going to be happening. And or like Clarissa and Jamie were talking about Abby and even Charlie, that if we could just come out of a really hard period of time, it's like we continually brace ourselves for like, oh, God, what's the next thing? Like, What's the next thing? But sometimes that's not what's happening next. Sometimes it's opening up and the energy is shifting and we can really just relax into that instead of, again, bracing for like worst case scenario, which. I think it's kind of human. I don't know why we do that. And hopefully at some point in our lives, we grow out of it. But I know that for me, astrology helps me with that very much. Like it's just, it it helps you get this more well-rounded perspective. And then it also helps you sort of capitalize again on the the opportunity that's there. Because there always is an opportunity, even in the challenging times, there's always some, some, some aspect of what we're going through that we could focus on that would help us to use it to our benefit, if not short term, but long term, you know, and or maybe both. So, okay, let's just we're going to do one more. And if you 
want to be notified when we're live next time. So if your question doesn't get answered today and you're not yet ready to book a reading, which is what I would really recommend, is just go book a reading. But if you're not ready for that and you want to have the chance of your chart being read for free next time, go to astrologyhub.com slash bonanza live. Bonanza, B-O-N-A-N-Z-A live. This will let us know that you want to be alerted the next time that we're live, which is going to be next Wednesday. And we're going to be on with Gemini, Brett, and Nora Rochelle, two amazing astrologers. But this way we can send you a quick email and or a quick text to say, hey, we're live. Come join us. Check out the live readings and have a chance to get your chart read. So again, that's astrologyhub.com slash bonanza live. You also can subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. That's another way to get notified when we're live. And or you can go to astrologyhub.com slash connect and book your reading now and use April 20 as your discount code to get 20% off. You can get a 30-minute reading, a 60-minute reading, or a 90-minute reading with any of the astrologers on our platform. Okay, we're going to do one more. Brenda. Pick me, please, Brenda says. I can use a direction right now as to where I could focus my intentions to succeed. Birthday is 42968, 1059 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana. So this is Brenda, 42968, 1059 a.m., New Orleans, Louisiana. And where can Brenda focus? her intentions to succeed. I love this question, Brenda. These are the kinds of questions I always ask every year at my birthday reading. So I, I treat myself to a reading every year on my birthday and usually a few in between, but definitely one of my birthday. And one of, that's kind of one of the questions I ask. I say it a little bit differently, but like, what is my theme for this year? What is my overarching theme? Where can I focus my efforts and like anchor back into Every time things are rocky or I'm trying to make a decision, what is that overarching theme? And I usually ask for a totem. Like, what is my either archetype that I can keep in mind and or one in a, an animal that has the energy of this year for me? So this year I was given the white owl as an, an animal that I can really like keep in mind. And I was given um, Artemis. So Artemis and the White Owl. So those for me, and this was in January and it's now April and it's still so clear for me as I'm navigating this year that these are the kinds of archetypes that I need to keep, keep in mind. Last year, it was a Black Panther in the jungle pacing, but not pouncing yet. So that was so helpful. So I knew things like Astrologer Connect, this platform that we've been working on for years, I knew but it wouldn't be quite ready to release into the world last year because my, because my energy wasn't there for that. But this year, everything shifted and it was a very different energetic signature and it was time to go. And I knew that in internally, but just to have it, again, have it confirmed by an astrologer, look at your chart, it's like, okay, cool. I got the confidence I need, the permission I need. This is the right time. Whereas last year wasn't the right time. And the year before that was definitely not the right time. So. Okay, so we have Brenda. Um, have you been able to pull up Brenda's chart? And do you have some insights? No, I was just going to say she's in New Orleans. Like, hi. I was born in Monroe. So it's, or at least you were born in the same place close to me. But it's great to see you. And so, yeah, Brenda, I feel like is, is your career, our reputation, a big focus for you right now? Because if it isn't, I think it's about to be in a big way. You just had the Jupiter and Sun conjunction there. We're also going to have the North Node moving in there with the eclipses. So your career, your social aspects, how you connect to people, I think it's going to be a very good focus for success. Like, and I would, if we were doing a reading, I would kind of ask what you're already doing. You know, is it very um, adventurous? Is it outside of your comfort zone, but has like an ability to be lucrative and support you long-term? I think those are some big things. I, I, you're very going to be um, outward I never had a career as a mom. Okay, so reputation. I think something. Um, this is also like your reputation, like maybe in the in the area that you work or what you do, because you don't have to necessarily have a, a the tenth house is how you're known to the world. It's the legacy that you're leaving. So as a mom, like I would even venture to understand, like maybe if there's children that are leaving or having some kind of 
accomplishment or do you are you trying to get your you know next leg out the door what do you do now that they have done that but it's you're very much getting ready to go into brand new territory um but would have the same familiar themes that you probably worked with in 2005 on some level high level themes jamie it's interesting like my mom was a stay-at-home mom as well and i know that for her we are her legacy like her four children are her legacy she's a capricorn so that legacy things are important too but i i i'm wondering if that is like if brenda is where can she focus her intentions to succeed brenda it'd also be interesting to know like what do you mean by succeed like Mm -hmm. what is what are you trying to succeed at yeah that would be a good follow-up and it is really very much about and, and sometimes when you see this in a chart like in 2005, you could have been really in the thick of of raising children or getting them out of the nest or what have you. And now it's like, now that that's done, you know, what do I do? How do I be a parent to adult children? Or how do I find my independence in this realm? Um, definitely the same same themes, but I'm interested to see what, what Clarissa sees too, as far as where her attention's going. And this is a trip because really like the astrology supports this inquiry that she's actually in right now and the inquiry of what's my life about she's got saturn neptune saturn neptune via solar arc i'm obviously a dork like not gonna get into like hyper techniques but like basically that kind of energy saturn neptune it grounds you in that like it it makes you meditate it makes you sit still like Saturn Neptune via natal chart is like somebody who meditates or prays or does ritual altar kind of stuff. So in terms of success, I would focus on spirituality. I would focus on that afterlife situation. I would focus on the beyond. I would focus on opening up that because not just Saturn Neptune that he's got going on. Saturn Neptune can cause like types of, you know, and, and I'm not saying you're going through this, but I'm not projecting on you. I'm speaking for myself. When I had Saturn, you know, I was all jacked up. I had, you know, I was, I had like my wisdom to have taken out. I was not jacked up in that. That was when my stomonic death process happened. When I was called to this work, when I was called like by the spirits to actually take it seriously and believe in that stuff and do it on a regular and you've got honestly so you have two things you got the saturn neptune thing which would you know inspire ritual and you might have some health stuff coming up too you have the 13th harmonic and saturn neptune um but you also have in your 13th harmonic this left through kind of like in, into the fall at different points as well you've also got like sun sun venus uranus um neptune and uranus neptune and venus uranus they're different types, include, and so is that. Okay, let me rephrase. Saturn, Neptune, Venus, Uranus, Uranus, Neptune, in terms of harmonic astrology, they're all signatures for uh, preternatural existence or the, the beyond or spirituality, right? In different ways. Saturn, Neptune is more like, I'm going to pray, I'm going to do ritual stuff here for the afterlife. Venus, Uranus just feels big instantly it's energy based that's why like people energy healers they often have venus uranus uranus neptune is like um what we traditionally think is psychic and like straight up like if there are ghosts in the room you see them you feel you there are no dimensions kind of like with uranus neptune long story short from my perspective you're having this like grand spiritual awakening this year and like, that's your path to success. I think it can be like a little, it can, these types of energies are awe-inspiring because it's amazing. Like when Amanda was talking about the spirit animal, that's what, that type of work is incredible. There's no way that any human being can even verbalize the energy, the knowledge that you receive from those types of sources. I would pursue those. I would try to connect those. That's your path to success. Wow, Brenda. How do you feel about this? This is a lot. This is a lot. Jamie, do you want to add anything? I mean, I, I see your comment that she feels a, a heavy need to accomplish. And I think that the good news is that means that you're in sync with 
the, with the universe right now because you are being drawn more outwardly to express yourself. And you're about to, like Jupiter was in your 10th house. So you just had a Jupiter conjunction really close to your North Node and Saturn and Venus. That sparked a new 10-year spark for you. And then now you're about to really come into, it, it seems like there might be a focus on other people's children too in some kind of facet because Jupiter's going to amplify that. And um, it may be that your past experience or being able to connect with other people or, or teach from something that you've learned is really big. But it really is like there's a mastery spiritual kind of connection. But yeah, I, I would just lean into adventure and, and just kind of step out of out of what's felt comfortable. I think you're a natural nurturer and um, able to see multiple sides of an emotional situation, which is going to probably help a lot of people around you and the community and a dream that you may not even know that you have because you've been embodied in other faucets it's almost like you have like a compartmental life like this this novel is over and now you know the next next in the series is coming up and yeah all good all right connecting okay so if you have questions about what what harmonic is most dominant in your chart or how you can look at a harmonic chart to understand yourself better understand yourself energetically uh you know what is the energetic disposition of you and how is that showing up in this lifetime, then Clarissa is an amazing astrologer to help you with those types of questions that can be applied to relationships or superpowers or any of these things that we've been exploring today. Janie is available for pretty much any type of reading. As you can see, as you've experienced her on the platform, she is just this, she's like everybody's best friend. She's so sweet and amazing and so helpful and helping you navigate life's ups and downs and twists and turns and all the different things. Both of these amazing astrologers are available on our new platform, Astrologer Connect. You can go book a reading with them. If they're online, what are your favorite questions to answer? Like, what do you love when, when a client comes to you with this kind of question? What are you like? Yes, I love answering these kinds of questions. Relationships. Where am I going? What am I even doing here on this planet? Um, why am I feeling this way? How can I succeed here in this area, that area, whatever area? Like really kind of block questions I love, but I welcome all questions. I have to mirror that. I do welcome all questions. I do tend to attract a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, are creative, are like they're like I'm in this dark night or I'm just coming out and how do I get out of it? And that always encompasses, you know, relationships, part two, are um, you know, different careers. Am I ready to move in this direction? And and timing, like all about like, you know, we, we kind of talked about yesterday with Elodie and Joe elections, like, or even just a time period of when I can, when do I rest and when do I go forward and when am I in rhythm and not. And um, yeah, all, all types are welcome. It really is just fun to, to connect. And it's very inspiring to, to walk with you through wherever you are on, on your path. And I like when Amanda said that we get updates. I love progress reports. I'll get them in my inbox progress report and this happened and we're like wow good good job i'm so proud of you and glad we called that but yeah I, anything that i can do to help someone co-create with their natal promise and reach their highest potential that's the question i want to answer so and obviously in a one-on-one -on -one reading you're going to get to to correspond i mean it's a little more um intimate because you yeah. actually respond and then you get to ask a follow-up question and you get to be really i it's sometimes I struggle with the term reading because it, it sort of makes it seem like it's a one-way thing, right? They're just going to read you. But it is more of a consultation. It is more of like you're sitting down, you're having a consultation. It, you, you're almost like sitting down with your astrological coach who has, you know, insight into the wiring that makes you you and how that pro progresses over time. But they're not, they're not dictating to you this is what's going to happen or, you know, this is who you are. It's, it's much more, um, it's much more alive than that. Well, so it's yeah. like, how are you using the energy? And um, I'll say sometimes, and Clarissa, it may be this way for you too, but some of my readings, I listen more than I speak. It just really depends on the client because it's their time and it's their show. And sometimes they need to express the story and get the inside of it. And sometimes it is like, you you ask a question and we 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 find where you're using this energy or how you're already experiencing it and help you recognize the pattern and anticipate how to lean into the change so that you can capitalize on the opportunities that you have because no matter how dark it is 
there is an opportunity that you can tap into and grow with. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you two are amazing. I've loved this. This is so much fun. Thanks to all of you for your great questions. I'm always so honored that you trust us with your most intimate aspects of your life. So thank you very much for all the questions. Thank you for those of you who didn't put questions in, but that you're just here witnessing. It's all amazing. And we're just super grateful to share the wisdom, the gifts, the the beauty of astrology with all of you. So thank you for being here for this show. Thank you for checking out Astrologer Connect. Thank you for your continued support in any and all ways, even just being present and showing up. That is supporting Astrology Hub and our mission here to share high quality astrology with the world. So thank you for that. And can't wait to see you next week. Make sure you sign up to get notified when we are live next week. It's astrologyhub.com slash bonanza live to make sure that you're notified for that. And if you like the show, if you like this format, let us know because it's something, again, we've been playing around with for years. Like, how do we do it? How do we show what readings are like? So if you like it, please let us know. If you have feedback for how it could be better, please let us know. We want to know that too. Um, and in the meantime, take care. Thank you for making astrology a part of your life. And we can't wait to see you on the next episode. All right. Thanks, everybody.